welcome to the Park Road Podcast for April 30th, 2017. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jackstein, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, Walking Sacred Journeys Together. We actually haven't hiked in quite a while, but I love it, except the uphill parts. I don't love those. But there's something about walking, whether through the woods or along country roads, that's just good for the soul. We actually haven't hosted a nice dinner in quite a while, but I love it, except the washing dishes part. I don't love that. But there's something about cooking and setting a lovely table and having good conversation over a nice meal that's just good for the soul. I feel like Pearl has seen into my sermon. All of this is good for the soul. We are personally in the midst of a good bit of transition these days. It's all good transition, so I'm not complaining. But large transitions equal no hiking and no hosting dinner parties. In the crazy, busy lives that we are leading right now, something had to go. Hikes and hosting dinner parties topped that list of things that had to go. But after reading the text for today, I fear that we have made a colossal mistake. At least if we are wanting to see and experience the risen Christ. Today's story has reminded me that perhaps it takes a walk and breaking bread together to experience the risen Christ. This story from Luke's gospel, and he's the only gospel writer to tell this story. It's one of my favorites. I think I love it because I've been there. I would like to offer this parenthetic aside. Please add to your bucket list. If at all possible, I will one day make a sacred pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Please, I beg of you, decide right now that you're going to walk where Jesus walked and that you will read the stories of the gospel while being fully present in that sacred land and you will be changed. But in case you have missed that opportunity along the way or it never comes to you, I will help take you there a bit today. I've been on the Emmaus Road, or at least one of the possible roads leading to one of the little towns just outside of Jerusalem. I've been on that road to that little town that may or may not have been Emmaus. It was close enough in proximity to Jerusalem, but there were several towns that are close enough in proximity to Jerusalem to be Emmaus. I preached about it eight years ago and trusting that you might not remember if you were here eight years ago, and the fact that many of you were not here eight years ago, I'm going to do something I have never done before in 16 years of preaching. I am going to repeat a portion of a sermon from eight years ago. If you were here eight years ago and remember it, I want you to tell me after worship because I didn't remember it, and I preached it. (laughs) If it weren't for the little search on your search engine to tell me I had done it, I had forgotten. So, 
Here is an excerpt from that sermon about the Emmaus Road walk. We had made our move from the Sea of Galilee where we had spent the first week of our Holy Land pilgrimage to Jerusalem. I hated to leave the lush green of the waterside land. I hated to leave the place of a lake that changed from blue to green depending on the way the sun and the clouds worked together. I hated to leave the quiet of the Pilgrim House retreat center where I could read and journal and think and pray the afternoons away. I hated to leave the trail access that led to the multiplication church that commemorates the story of Jesus feeding the multitudes. I hated to leave this location where each day I could make a point to go to the water and put my feet in it. That water has not changed in all these years. It's the same water that we hear all the stories about Jesus at the Sea of Galilee. I hated to leave the moon rising over the Golan Heights across the lake each evening. I could have spent the entire two weeks of our pilgrimage on the Sea of Galilee. But alas, my group was to spend the second week of our pilgrimage in Jerusalem. About halfway through our second week that was all about Jerusalem, he appeared also to me, the risen Christ, that is. The day started at the Dome of the Rock, the holy site for Muslims. A beautiful piece of architecture for sure, we made our way among the armed guards carrying their machine guns and walked reverently and quietly around the outside of the structure, admiring the detail of the artisanship, wishing for a peek inside that is no longer allowed to anyone who is not Muslim. Next, we made our way to the Western Wall, or the Wailing Wall, astonished at the thought that the bottom layer of stones really were probably put there by Herod's workers when he had the temple rebuilt. And I was saddened by the fence that separated the men from the women, watching mothers stand on chairs to see over the fence to watch their sons' bar mitzvahs. I made my way to the wall on the, woman's, on the women's side and crammed a little piece of paper into the cracks, my prayers joining the prayers of thousands of other women. We then loaded our bus and headed to our unplanned, spontaneous, and impromptu field trip to Abu Ghosh, one of the three little towns about seven miles from Jerusalem that could have been Emmaus. We drove the seven miles to Abu Ghosh. We arrived at a small cathedral that had been built by the Crusaders. Irony, isn't it? Outside in the beautiful garden, there were rough benches where we sat and sang a few hymns and read scripture and shared communion. Bread from our breakfast meal and a bottle of wine. Then we made our way into the church. It was the first sanctuary that we had visited that a mass was not being conducted. We had been dying to enter one of these spaces where the acoustics just called for us to sing. And it didn't take a few moments there when we had the room just to ourselves for someone to suggest, hit it and come thou fount of every blessing had been one of our favorites. So we started with that. Oh, we sounded good in that room. Harmonies blending nicely. And then we sang another. It was a spiritual this time. And oh, the brothers made that one sound really great in that room. And then someone said, Heather, sing something. 
Heather was my Lutheran roommate from Wisconsin. She was funny, often very crass, but we had discovered at some point that she had an amazing voice. She faced the front of that room about midway in the sanctuary and stared up at the stained glass window high above the altar and she started singing. Lead me beside the water so still let me catch my breath let me drink my fill let me lie in fields of green where only gentle breezes blow i'll reach out my empty hand for the cup that overflows restore my soul Restore my soul, restore my soul, restore my soul. And all of us were crying. Tears poured down my face in a way that I've never really remember crying before and for reasons that I could not explain. Where were these tears coming from and what did they mean? I think it had something to do with the repetitive, restore my soul, restore my soul, restore my soul. We left that sacred space after she sang. We couldn't top that. We were wiping tears away and hugging each other, and we walked across the street for lunch to break bread together. Quickly, those tears turned into laughter and sharing food and good hummus. I learned to love hummus in the Holy Land. That night, I got the chance to call Russ, and I reported to him about our day. Oh, we went to the Dome of the Rock and the Wailing Wall and our impromptu trip to Emmaus. And he laughed and said, oh, did you meet the risen Christ? I hadn't realized it until he asked the question. Yes, that is exactly what happened that day. In that church, built by crusaders in a small town seven miles outside of Jerusalem that might have once been known as Emmaus, on a warm July afternoon in the year 2008, I met the risen Christ. I can only bear witness to my own story, but he appeared also to me. I have met the risen Christ, he is alive and well, and his voice sounds like a woman from Wisconsin. I retell that part of an old sermon because I wanted to take you back there with me because sacred journeys should be traveled together, even if you have to share them vicariously. I'll tell you an aside. Um, we were in my Sunday school class that I teach. We were, um, Margie Keith is in Cancun, and she has had the audacity not to post one picture on Facebook so that we can live vicariously through her. 
And she will hear about that when she gets back. Because we should be traveling our journeys together. There's something about walking and traveling together. There's something about eating together that's just simply good for the soul. That's what it says. How often do you eat in front of the TV? Guilty. Russ acts like we don't do it. <laughs> Not too long ago, I made um, stuffed green peppers. It's one of Bennett's favorites. And we sat down at our counter table to eat, the three of us. And he said, this meal reminds me of watching The Wire. I said, what? And he said, we had this many of the nights we watched The Wire together. And we had gotten into a bad habit of making dinner and then going in front of the TV to watch this TV show together because we just absolutely had to see it. And now he associates this wonderful meal with a bad TV show. It's a good show about bad things. How often is your meal prep the drive through window? Guilty. How often do you eat more than one meal a day in your car? I have done it. When was the last time you took a walk? Or if your knees or your back won't let you walk like you used to, when was the last time you took a drive through the country with the windows down? You can fix your hair when you get home. When was the last time that you planned a trip, not as just a getaway or a vacation, but you intentionally planned it as a sacred journey? You can do that even to Disney World. You really can if you set your mind that everywhere you go will be sacred journey with your traveling companions. Don't get me wrong. I yearn for you to meet the risen Christ every single time you gather here for worship. I want us to have crafted a service that stirs your soul and moves you to action. I want us to have created a space wherein you can be changed, renewed, and more committed to growing in your own faith journey. But you and I both know you don't have to come here for that. A long walk and a good meal if taken with sacred traveling partners, can do more to stir your soul than anything I know. Long walks, drives, nice meals in the company of others, just like hopefully coming here. I hope that these opportunities allow you a chance to meet the risen Christ. These guys walking along that road to Emmaus that day were simply walking and talking. They met a stranger who seemed to have no access to the headline news. When he asked what they were talking about, their response could be translated, have you been living under a rock? And then when they reached their destination, they invited him to stay. And the minute they gathered at the table, the stranger took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. 
I think that's the way it still happens, meeting the risen Christ, that is. When we least expect it, when we're all traveling the Emmaus Road, absorbed in our own woes, but allow ourselves to open up to another, when we welcome someone into our lives along the journey, when we share the road with them and walk alongside them or allow them to walk alongside us, when we sit at tables of bounty, when we pass the mashed potatoes and smooth the butter over our warm bread, when we share our lives together in rich and meaningful ways, that is when we often meet the risen Christ. I think I love this story because not only have I been there to Emmaus, that is, but I've also been there, walking a road of burden or grief, lonely, afraid. I've been there when I've needed someone to walk with me and hold my hand. I've been there when I've needed strength for the journey. I've been there when I needed to tell my story and have someone listen intently. And when I needed someone to prepare a table for me in which to dine, I have been there. And I've also been there when others have needed those things from me. When they've needed their hand held when they've needed that all-important power of a healing pound cake. The guys on the road to Emmaus had each other, and along the way and at the table, they added to their number the risen Christ. I know that the story is true because he has appeared also to me. And it is my job to bear witness to that. And it is my prayer that he appears also to you. Restore my soul. Restore my soul. Restore my soul. Restore my soul. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.